The VOD Squad is brought to you with support from our amazing patrons. Join us live every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Central on Twitch. everybody and welcome back to another exciting episode of the VOD squad the show where we talk about streaming technology and uh i figured i should probably turn mike back on now that he has enabled his lights (laughs) (laughs) i was like i swear i turned the lights on it's not dark anymore all righty hey this is episode 258 on october 27th 2021 i am clyde and today i am joined by matthew ross hello everybody a visible Michael Aston. Not of y'all. And a reconnected Jimmy Trammell. Hey, guys. And I hope my internet service holds up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you've been bragging about your fiber all this time. And so. Yeah, well. Yeah. That's even, okay. Even fiber can have its days, right? If, if you have to go, we'll find a way to muddle through. <sighs> what, what's going on, guys? I am, up, I am updating my Plex server on my Synology NATs. That sounds fun. It's fine. It's usually not a big deal. You know, it's that you can, there's a package that's inside Synology and that's like an old package you don't usually want to use. And then there's the one that's, um, you know, you want to be able to use the the newest one and they have those downloads from Plex's website. Well, I did that a while ago and downloaded and installed it. And um, apparently... I screwed it up and now I have to fix it because uh, I can't stream remotely anymore. And so that's mm. like it corrupted the, this, this upgrade to uh, the newest operating system on the uh, Synology NAS basically kind of messed with my, how, how Plex works and I'm t- going to have to fix it. So I'm kind of Plexless right now, which is kind of sad because so I have family, me- I am perplexed <laughs> and I have family members like, oh, your your Plex server is down. We use that. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so you basically did an unintentional scream test to figure out who. Oh, who, is that who what they uses call that? it? <laughs> yep, that, that's that's what that's the official term is a scream test. When you go, oh, let's see who's actually using this, and you turn it <laughs> off to see who complains. And if nobody complains, then Did you, you pass? just leave it. Then you just <laughs> leave it off. Does that mean you pass the screen test if you nobody complains? No, it just means you can finally get rid of the thing. I know, but it's a been... test. Oh, and yeah, by I a, guess. a test, is it a, a yes. pass fail? I would and, consider that a pass. And you would consider a nobody screamed a pass. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. gotcha. It's it isn't necessarily just to see if nobody's using it. It's to see who. Right. So yeah. If, if you, you may know that some people use it because you get bandwidth used or traffic and then you're like who are all those random ip addresses mm. okay accessing my plex server okay well i know who they are because i give them individual logins you you yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and i know who they are but do you have two-factor so that you can guarantee that their profile hasn't been uh nope but i can easily just kick them off if and then when i don't care about when you know hey uh You've been watching a lot of shows, and I can tell them what they've been watching. They're like, "No, I haven't." It's like, "Hmm, I'm going to kick you off." It's okay. It's it's only a couple of people. It's a couple of family members and one guy at work who 
wanted to try it and he has got starlink now and he's like oh i can actually watch shows he would actually use it my plex server because he would take his phone to work and then he would mm. download the movies off into his oh, phone geez. and then he would go home plug the phone into his tv because he had an external hdmi to watch movies off my his, his cash movies not, on his phone not that plex long server. ago that's the way people listen to podcasts yeah you would take yeah, your that- your iPod into the house, connect it to your computer, download the new episodes, and hope that iTunes doesn't completely overwrite and rewrite your entire collection. Um, <laughs> and just so that you can listen to the new episode on your way to work the next day. That that was a feature, not a bug, remember? Uh, yeah. Reminds yeah. me of the late 90s with Napster. I mean, mm-hmm. seriously, <laughs> downloading things so that you can use them. Psh- Remember the days before Netflix used to stream? Yeah. Yeah. And they you'd only get the DVDs. You know, DVDs and handbrake. Hey, man, what a library, huh? What yeah. did your car have to do with it? I, <laughs> the, the, the thing that gets me is when I find myself buying things that I already own just because oh. I don't want to find the DVD. I'm just like, eh, this is like, it's all the way over there. They're I on the shelf for display purposes. Uh, they're on the shelf for display purposes only, not for actual use. That's right. What's yep. wrong with you people? It's like my books. I have most of them digitally too. So it's like you got the books on the bookshelf. Oh, well, there are several don't read books them that way. But... There are several books that I purchased after listening to them in hmm. the audio format because you know what? I would like a first edition hardback cover of the sort of Shannara. I enjoyed that song or that, you know? Yeah, I would, I would like that too. Let me know if you find one. Oh, I had, I, I had, I've got one in a box someplace. I, it, it, it might be a reprint, but it, it is one of the old hardcovers. I got it on Amazon for like five bucks. Nice. But, uh, very cool. Yeah. Uh, it's like, you know, this thick, I'm never going to read it again. <laughs> Just, <laughs> sits on a shelf when i have a bookshelf you don't have one yet uh i it, it in this house i don't have a bookshelf set mm-hmm. up because it was what was the point oh, okay. to hold your books that's yeah, kind they're, of the they're safely in boxes oh on a shelf a so that you do have a bookshelf basement. well i guess <laughs> <laughs> yeah my, my bookshelf is in my uh utility room exactly <laughs> all right well what are we actually here to talk about um don't well we could possibly talk about books yeah. but i don't think so we are talking about things like twitch twitch is uh returning a feature that it used to have on xbox that's right it used to be very simple for you to be opening up your xbox and log into your twitch account uh press a button on your remote and start streaming that was a cool feature it could do back in the day that went away in the early early teens 20 teens i can't remember when it went away but um, they just brought it back. The new streaming app is available for you to easily return it into the from the dashboard. You go ahead and go in there with your logged in account. And even if you, you can even plug in a webcam and that should work too on this new this, on the service. And this wasn't a Twitch issue. This was a Microsoft issue because it, it Twitch went away because that's when they were trying to push everybody to Mixer. Oh, <laughs> I believe. Good job, Microsoft. Um, and because they, you know, you want you to use their service on, you know, their platform. And that didn't work. And then I believe when Mixer went away, they moved it to 
not YouTube, but maybe Facebook. Uh, I can't remember. I don't remember. But yeah, the fact that Twitch is an option again, that's good. Microsoft, that's not how you do it. You know, you're supposed to be like, oh, yeah, you're sure you can use your your third party program. But if you use our first party program, it's just better because you have feature A and feature B and you just make whatever you have the premium experience. Yeah, because Twitch Twitch has always had Xbox streaming support inside its own app. But the integration into the dashboard, uh, uh, let me fix that. Uh, we got no Jimmy. Poor Jimmy. Yeah, poor Jimmy. Um, but yeah, the integration into the dashboard's back, which is should be uh, re- there's plenty of Xbox users out there rejoicing right now. Yeah, sure. No, the Twitch it's gonna just be a bigger and better thing now. It's gonna more people gonna use that service. <laughs> it's a fine service. I actually have no problem with Twitch in principle. Okay or what whatever you know it, it's good for what it is yeah it's fine it's good all right uh well let's talk google stadia there's actually a couple pieces of google stadia news uh google stadia has started a la- licensing its uh oh i think i skipped that google stadia is now offering a new way for you to try out games uh instead of you know the the demo versions of things that come up sometimes or which i played through every demo that they have the other night (laughs) okay Uh, they have a new way for you to to try out a game what it which makes perfect sense for the streaming platform quite frankly uh google will go ahead and say hey you can go ahead and play this game for 30 minutes and that's it it doesn't cost you anything you can do it for free uh you just have to sign in with your google account into stadia start the game and a I guess it gives you a timer of some kind or somewhere just uh, how much time you've used. And after 30 minutes, it says, great, your time's up. Hope you liked it. This is actually a cool, uh, cool for multiple reasons. A, I don't have to install a big game for me mm-hmm. to try it, which is awesome. B, um, it, 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 I bet you anything, there's good metrics being, uh, being read by Google and being used by all the various uh, companies who want to know okay, how do like people like their game or not? And they probably can get feedback about the game and all that with this. Mm-hmm. Last but not least, <laughs> oh, poor Jimmy. Uh, ah! <laughs> there we go. Welcome back. Uh, uh, is that you can uh, uh, you can get that, this thing instantaneously mm-hmm. with no delay. This is the single feature I have been asking for since they first launched stadia because i just want to be able to get in i'll know within 30 minutes whether or not i like a game yeah um yeah i think i think it would be great if if this and i suspect it will happen if this goes well for them to start doing trials of most of the games so a lot more games coming mm -hmm. on because it's it's it is a great way 30 minutes it's it's kind of like the old shareware kind of version yeah. where you can play the first three levels and then you got to pay for, for the rest. And so I think it's great. I, I like the idea. I do, I do uh, note that when in the article, they said that it's still not quite as seamless as it, as it feels like it should be. Um, and, you know, so what they said is like, ideally you'd be able to click on an ad or something and be playing the game, which uh, 
I agree. I think that's what we it should be targeting and what the goal should be. Um, in fact, this week on my phone, Google started offering that as a service for Google Play games. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know what game, what games it is available for, but uh, in one of the games I was playing, another game, I was playing like a word game, like word, whatever. And um, one of the ads, I, and it, it popped up and I was like, oh, that kind of looks like a cool puzzle game. So I clicked it and it let me start playing the game immediately there. Not just like the quick minor interactive ad, but like the full on game. And then after a few minutes, it asked me if I wanted to download it. And so I clicked that, I could, I continued playing. And then when I closed the game later, it had actually done the install at that point. So I thought that was pretty slick. Um, it's a new feature for, uh, or at least, you know, new for me, uh, Google popped up and asked if I wanted to add this feature and take advantage of it. Um, so I, I can imagine something like that happening with this, where you're just checking your, your email, you see your, you see an ad in uh, your Gmail and click on it, start playing the game, like right there, just bring it up and start playing. I think that'd be pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm a fan of Stadia. I'd hope it survives. Um, I know there, there's an awful lot of uh, people who doubt it. I do understand why it's not necessarily the best platform, especially anything that has that, you know, you could not stand any kind of latency issues. Um, it, you know, that in that kind of setting, it's exactly the wrong platform for you. Yeah. But that being said, for so many different games, this could be a great platform. I, so I've played a wide variety of games on there and I have never experienced anything that was noticeably laggy. Yeah. Um, everything's I've, been great. Uh, I've had a very good experience. I have had a hiccup in a game. It's just a, just uh, oh. you basically a an artifact. Uh, I saw. Oh wow! I vi- visually saw the screen get a little worse for a second there. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And once, which is impressive because mm-hmm. there's that's a lot of data to be sent to from you. So, absolutely. Um, I'm so I'm I'm hoping that they are able to keep this alive one way or another. And so, um, this idea for demos is great. This is perfect. Mm-hmm. Let's let's keep this up, guys. I, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Oh, good. I was just going to say the the neat thing about this is that it's really, and the reason this really actually effectively works is because it really isn't that much data that is required to transmit mm-hmm. for a game like this to work, right? Your actions and movement on your mouse or gamepad, it's not very many things going on, right? Yeah. Um, and they're sending back a streaming video. So... It's no different it, than any other streaming video. Yeah, about consistent and as long as there is as long as there isn't a lot of latency between yeah. when you push the button and it yeah. actually happens on the screen, because that messes with your brain more than anything. Um, but yeah, um, in, in regard to longevity, uh, I'm pretty sure that the they're they're gonna make more money with. Uh, 
other services. What? What are you talking about? Nobody's going to take this product and, you know, use it for their own services. None whatsoever. It's not like, I don't know, AT&T is going to take, I don't know, a Batman game and let's let people play it for free. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait. That's what know. they're doing. If you're an AT&T wireless customer, you can play Batman Arkham Knight for free uh, because have you have out. it because they have the rights being AT&T to all the Warner Brothers stuff. And that's right. You can play this game absolutely for free on any desktop device. And guess what? It's being run by Stadia. They're not letting you have that. Here's the other problem about uh, Stadia and all streaming services is you don't actually own the game which I also see as a problem in many ways, but I I don't necessarily own all the movies I watch on streaming services, but the ones that I want to, I do own. So the, yeah, the difference is, did you pay full price at the same price as you would have for a physical copy? If the answer is no, then it doesn't matter if you own it. If the right. answer is yes, then you better own it. Right. Um, That's right. Uh, so yeah, it's a white label version of Stadia playing a video game, a pretty high-end video game. The This Arkham Knight one is like, I think, the most recent version of it. So I've got a question about that picture. Is yeah. Batman fighting Iron Man? Uh, I do not know who that villain is. I see the Falcone, Falcone Tower there, so uh, I do not know, unfortunately. Yeah, I have no idea. I, I don't know. Either. I don't either. Um, if I followed Batman better i would know but i don't um the, the one thing i i ask and i just this is you know unanswerable except by google executives i guess um would be these two stories both could be this is google's strategy from the beginning or they could be stadia is not making enough money how can we find other ways to make okay. money um, I'm pretty sure it's more of a pivot, but I'm glad that they're pivoting rather than pulling the ripcord like they typically do, right? Even on things that are successful, right? Um, uh, also, way, with, with, with Google's like antitrust issues right now, I'm surprised they're not just spinning Stadia off into its own company. Uh, well, be. We should probably thing. talk a little bit about the antitrust issues uh, going on, but um, uh, it's complicated, and it uh, is. We, yeah. my feelings are complicated about it, and because mm -hmm. I feel, I feel, actually feel really betrayed by by Google a little bit. So yeah, um, we can address that if we want to. Maybe maybe after the show. Maybe yeah, we'll, show, we'll put know. that. I'll put that in the doc for post show. Okay. okay. Hey, how about this? Uh, if you are, uh, looks like we lost Jimmy again. Hey, if YouTube is a. Uh, is, uh, time I click away. <laughs> Don't worry, you're going to click away, and he's going to be exactly. right back. He's like Batman. He disappears and comes back. <laughs> uh, interesting. Uh, YouTube is uh, getting ready to uh, get uh, turn off uh, all of its services that are on the Roku. That's right. They are looking to uh, on December 9th to remove the YouTube apps, all of them, from Roku, the Roku platform. And there's been this talk back and forth about, um, you know, what they want for being on the on the platform. The Roku app, uh, Roku is claiming there's an email, and they they have an email saying that they want to have preferential treatment, and they want to be able to have a special spot on the menu for them, um, which might be true. I don't know. Google is basically denying it, and that's all they're doing at this point. Uh, 
this is a there are standard you know carriage fee argument kind of thing going on with google and roku i i sure hope that this they come to like usual they find some type of solution by the end of this before yeah this is the thing we started we we touched on this back when it first started a couple months ago and that's when Roku was like, hey, uh, Google is asking the world and it's unreasonable. So, you know, here's this problem. And Google and they and Google kept saying, no, no, we're not. We never said that. No, we're not. But now they've got there's this email that if it's verified, uh, it actually does show them saying the thing they were accused of saying. But like I said, whether or not it's verified, um, is the question uh yeah i mean oh well uh i don't i i'm not worried too worried i These things usually get resolved eventually yeah um, I know. might it, not have youtube or youtube tv on the roku for a while that would be a huge yeah. deal in my house in your house it yeah uh like uh, for me not as big of a deal. It'd be a little bit more inconvenient. I never watch YouTube on the Roku. I do watch YouTube TV, um, but I've got other devices that, and I don't watch YouTube TV regularly. So I could survive. Um, it'd be basically like the way I was living back when I was on Android TV and Amazon wasn't there. And I would have to go to a different device to watch Amazon stuff um, or HBO stuff. I have enough devices. I think I'd be okay. Yeah. But still. No, I mean, it's inconvenient. And there are people that where YouTube is there or Roku's their only device. Yeah, it's our and primary They one. watch a lot of YouTube, like my parents. Hmm. My dad watches a lot of stuff on YouTube. Um, and he's going to be kind of pissed. Yeah, they're just playing corporate chicken. Yeah, and it is what it sounds like to me. And then I think Clyde's right. Eventually, they'll get it resolved. It will. Um, yeah. Who's going to swerve first? They may. Neither one may swerve for a while. Um, and but it, it'll get worked out eventually. Um. I mean, YouTube was gone from Amazon from the Fire platform for how long? YouTube TV or YouTube proper no, or you, both? YouTube youtube itself yeah i suppose it wasn't on there for a long time and because they took it off and right. i think that was an amazon thing and chrome was removed as well and then you had to but there was a way to watch youtube in the amazon browser, the browser. yeah the silk browser yeah um but it that was for a couple of years but <laughs> eventually it came back so so what you're saying is roku needs to come out with a browser for their roku then everybody can do things through that. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> or any developers out there, hmm. uh, develop a browser that only plays YouTube. Yeah. And put it in the Roku store. <sighs> yeah. I mean, the there was a similar workaround on, I believe, the Fire TV That's, for a while. Yeah. Um, when I first got the Fire TV, YouTube wasn't actually on the Fire TV. And there was an app that you could download that was, in effect, a browser, a full screen browser with YouTube on it. And 
it worked fairly well. It wasn't, it wasn't flawless. Um, I don't remember if I could even log in, but I do remember that it wasn't at all easy. Mm-hmm. Um, no, sorry. I, that was, that's not the line. Um, <laughs> the, but I do remember that, uh, it was it inconvenient. Was, it was inconvenient. Yes. But it worked. Mm-hmm. It was the way to do it. And if you uh, make it, if you make the app for the Roku, you in exchange for the idea, all I ask is that you name it YouTube as in the letter U, T O O B. YouTube. Yeah. All right. Well, Roku is doing one thing that they think is uh, really good for. Well, for advertisers, Roku is doing their uh, no, is it's making their data available for people to see what their watching habits are. Uh, it's got the the Nielsen ratings uh, settings uh, taking effect inside the mm-hmm. device now, so they're able to provide a lot of good information about Roku users and their streaming habits. Um, that's uh. Uh, 55 million active accounts on there. So that's a lot of eyeballs that they're going to be able to report I, on. I'm happy about this. I've been wanting them to do this for a long time. I was very happy when I got as a beta tester for TiVo, I was able to enable Nielsen ratings on my TiVo box because I watch a lot of stuff that typically doesn't get credit. <laughs> <laughs> back or back in the day when it was over the air when you were relying on specific households that wouldn't necessarily watch the stuff that i love right um hey johnny could you tell dad to watch this show tonight oh i used to do that because my my friend's parents were a nielsen family and there was a show that we both oh it was when community first came out community and um better op ted and we knew that they weren't watching it and a lot of people weren't watching it, but the shows were so amazing. It was like, told her parents, make sure that the TV is switched. I, even if you're not going to be home, make sure that that TV is switched to that channel for those those two shows uh, <laughs> to get some credit. Uh, right. Because, yeah, one household counts like a, as a large number share or a large share because they're technically so few households per the entire market um so yeah uh this is cool i like this uh i don't mind telling nielsen what i'm watching um as long as that's really the info that they're getting now if they're like getting purchases and all kinds of other stuff that doesn't pertain to watch numbers Mm -hmm. then yeah um it's a matter of what are they collecting i guess is the the thing that's true. That um, you know, yeah, the world runs with advertising if you're not mm-hmm. paying for it. So yeah, you gotta do it, gotta do the dirty deed to make things cost less for free. But I mean, but the thing is, I am paying for most of those services. That's true. But then they yeah, that they use it to know what's working, what's not, mm-hmm. what to get rid of, what to keep going. Yeah. Cause ah. I mean, Netflix knows what I'm watching. Nothing. Um, <laughs> but the rest of the world doesn't know what i'm watching on netflix um and so which is kind of helpful so that's all right hey you know if you've been wishing to you could be watching apple tv plus and you live in in south korea 
Mm-hmm. Um, guess what? It's going to be your lucky day soon. And on November 4th, this, uh, the platform is getting access to the uh, to the Apple service, uh, which will allow you to uh, watch all kinds of cool shows, including a bunch of uh, actually Korean language shows they were, they're setting up on there. Uh, one of them is called Dr. Brain, which is about a guy who is uh, somehow able to attach his brain to the recently deceased in order to... to know what they've been going through maybe see their memories and i'm telling you it sounds just like stitchers and i don't know why that's so true <laughs> interesting well yes all i have to say is happy birthday korea from me oh, it's my great. birthday and i'm giving korea apple tv plus. your birthday is november 8th or no, 4th oh so okay i said eighth i don't know why did I understand you correctly? Did you make a Stitchers reference? I did. Sweet. I kind of dig that show. I, I the I the initial seasons were actually mm-hmm. decent. I kind of tailed off at the end. My wife kept watching. Yeah, yeah. When they, it when it got canceled, it was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, it was fine. It was a good show. It was. No, and yeah, I that lot, that that like third or whatever season was like okay. You're kind of grasping, but no, it's yeah. cool. Yeah, it was no, deep, I, deep cut. That's that's all I wanted to acknowledge. No deep problem. cut. It's all right. I'm just wondering if anyone know. Sure. Uh, all right. If you are a GeForce Now uh, user, you know, using that cloud service in order to uh, play your video games, uh, you have had the option to get uh, a better, a, a, you know, a real uh, paid for service uh, where you could play whatever game you like and get premium access to the servers for $50 for, for six months of a time. And now you have an option that will give you uh, up to a, to a 440p display, 200 frames per second, and uh, RTX 3080 style graphics, which you know means they're RTX, yeah, gra- uh, all those RTX features get turned on, including ray tracing, uh, for $100 for six months worth of service. That's twice as much for basically twice as much frames per second and a whole lot of pixels, maybe not twice as many. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's uh, pr- this is an updated new tier for those people who wish they had that awesome service at a higher you know, with uh, more capabilities. Yeah, I like it. So you can still play some games for free on the service uh, that are just a uh, you know, but you have to basically you're ba- you're pushed to the back of the line when you're trying to connect to a game, and they usually are kicked off after an hour if I remember correctly. Uh, then you still have this option for paying $50 for six months of, of it, but it's, I think it maxes out at 1080p and 30 frames per second or 60 frames per second. I can't remember. Anyways, and now this new one is the, the $100 for six months for, for 40p to 120 frames per second and a 380 based uh, system. So, yep. Oh, and just a reminder if you're lucky enough to actually have a RTX 3080, do not play that Amazon MMO RPG. <laughs> <laughs> uh that is if unless you want to buy a new one um so apparently that uh that's happened to some people but not all but it does really work the card it, it's, hard it's been it's been happening predominantly for specific models of the cards right um right but yes like i think the lower end 3070 was okay 
yeah, the 3060 or whatever the lower end one is but right but the higher end and from the evga guys are in particular because you know i don't know why but the, there have been some melting bad, cards bad out there. code is melting down the cards although i must say apparently the guys who were just freaking out about that game uh it's kind of lost a lot of those player base now it's much much smaller than it used to be yeah that happens that sucks Hey, uh, if you are if you are uh, wanting to play those NVIDIA games and you do have your big old 4K television and it's connected to your Xbox console, you can now use that built-in browser, you know, the ones based off Edge, Microsoft Edge, to access GeForce and play GeForce Now on it. And that's actually a supported way of playing it. They, NVIDIA has actually said, yep, we're supporting that method. It is available for you now. Mm. Doesn't the X fancy xbox have uh amd graphics in it yes but it's streaming the game to you through i know but so so it doesn't use that it's like yeah whatever can it keep up with the frame rate that's all we care about can you fill the frame buffer fast enough otherwise it's okay we'll be fine (laughs) so go ahead so as the non-gamer here why would you want to play a game on a browser on Xbox? No, it it so it allows you to play the streaming uh the streaming games from Nvidia that aren't natively available on the Xbox. So Probably you're basically like, it's it's allowing you cross-platform play. You know, oh, the same yeah. way I would play Stadia on my desktop. But if but if you own an Xbox, wouldn't you subscribe to Xbox? Well, well, these so, games aren't necessarily available on Xbox. Is some aren't. And I mean, the Xbox technology is already basically antiquated. So, oh. yeah. Shots Con- fired. So, Con- <laughs> it's streaming. The cloud gaming is, is clearly the future, which is why like, the consoles are just basically now computers that let you access that. Most of them don't even let you play content from the device but i guess i didn't realize how byzantine the gaming industry is i thought that they all you know you had xbox and you had sony those are the two big platforms and mm-hmm. you know all of them just you know you subscribe to one platform or the other but yeah. the thing is yeah you can but the and that was that was always the issue is you you have to you choose one or the other because most people don't want to pay for both and a lot of them have platform exclusives. So a lot of people go PlayStation because they like Uncharted or whatever uh, that are the PlayStation exclusives. Same thing with uh, Microsoft, like you've got your Halos and other okay. stuff that so aren't you, available. If you wanted to play Sony games on your Xbox, you'd do it through the browser. Potentially. Um, so like the streaming games are typically PC-based games, yeah. which... Yes, you may have a you may have one of those on a PC, but you know it, it depends. Or older games that aren't available in the Xbox Store, but uh, the, the thing is that um, consoles, frankly, are are pretty cutting edge when they come out, mm-hmm. but they're crappy systems by the time people start buying them. Generally, um, that the comparison is that you pay 600 bucks or so for a a PlayStation 5 and to get a PC, you can get a PC that's quite a bit better 
you're just going to pay three grand or something for it. Yeah. So the, the, it's the and best that, thing for your buck, but it's not the best gaming system. And there. that's why they always compare the console to the previous console, never to the PC you're going to be buying because mm-hmm. they're also, they, they're, they're different markets. Um, see, that's where Steam OS really wanted to say, hey, you want to play your PC games, but you want the lean back experience. You can't, you, I, anybody that's tried taking their PC and just setting it up in the living room on the TV knows that it's not a great solution, even though you get to play your PC games. Um, but the consoles give you, or the reason the kind they still make the consoles is because people don't want to mess with that they just want something they can sit down pick up the controller and play and this this uh gives them more options with whatever platform they chose and i guarantee you that microsoft actually probably does not necessarily want you doing this because you know Mm -hmm. they want you to buy their games or buy buy their streaming service for their Mm -hmm. stuff absolutely but it is an it is a the full edge browser they installed on it, which means that they can, are, people are able to use that to play these games because that's the, their supported platform. So, yay. And then uh, another benefit would be if you're a subscriber to uh, the NVIDIA uh, GeForce Now, you can play that on any device. So I could start a game on my PC and decide, you know what, I'm going to go play it in the living room now. Mm-hmm. go play it there and then i'm on a train going someplace i can pick up the Get game on, on my phone uh and that that's really where that those cloud services shine um but yeah the ability to do it on a fairly closed platform like the xbox is cool well here's an interesting thing uh looks like the guys at uh, Streamlabs have uh, looked at the uh, amount of usage people are using to stream their games and the different platforms they're going on to. Mm-hmm. Did you know there's a Facebook gaming? Platform? Yeah, we laugh about it every time they mention it. Really? Because you know, because grandmas need to be able to play games. Oh, too. that's right. Why it's, it's watching people play Candy Crush, streaming that hours a day. Yeah, farm. That's hey, right. hey, let's farm uh, bill. let's co Farmville play. Let's co stream Farmville. That sounds like pick radishes. Okay, well, apparently, according to their own databases of who's using it for what platform, uh, they've looked at the number of hours for the different platforms, and it seems to be that the guys at Facebook now have acquired more hours per month uh, than (laughs) than YouTube has for their streaming platform, which is sad because YouTube's been around for a long time and spent a lot of money to get people to come over to the platform, have even had a dedicated apps for it and all kinds of things. And unfortunately, yeah. Facebook gaming has picked up more people to watch their stuff. I'm not surprised by this because gaming on YouTube has been dead for a long time. Mm-hmm. Everybody moved to Twitch and there was that big exodus and really the only people that went back to youtube were people that got kicked off of twitch um and then they ended up leaving to go to facebook gaming um so also i'm sure that um the uh, <laughs> there are lots of people who 
watch Facebook gaming because they're scrolling through their list and go, oh, that guy's gaming. Yeah, oh. uh, ninety. I I All would right. venture to guess ninety percent <laughs> of the gaming watched on YouTube is a Twitch export. Yeah, <laughs> they're not watching it live. They're watching so and so's stream from a couple months ago when they did the thing that they did, or you know. Honestly, um, I'm just curious, and I'm you don't have to answer this here, but mm -hmm. I, I would love to know the reason why, in particular, YouTube gaming doesn't work where Twitch gaming does. We can talk about it after the show because, yeah, yeah. I just don't understand what the, the major difference is between why they aren't somewhat close to each other, if you know what I mean. So, first mover advantage is probably the biggest thing, yeah. The thing is, YouTube was the first mover. Oh. Uh, but uh, we, we we can talk about oh, i'm adding that okay. to the post show all right. okay <laughs> all right uh here if you do like listening to apple music while on your playstation 5 now you have that option available to you that's right you can be playing your game of whatever it is you like playing on your playstation 5 maybe it's a spider-man game candy it's crush like god of war farm bill oh uh, yeah while you're streaming it to your <laughs> your facebook buddies you can be listening to your music on app from apple music unfortunately you can't do that because you probably get a copyright strike but you could try mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah uh well that's a nice thing if you're going to to uh twitch they just mute it that's true uh, which is at... really funny if you're the band performing <laughs> your own music <laughs> and then they mute you <laughs> like at, at uh blizzcon last year yeah. And Metallica played. <laughs> well, Metallica is famous for. Uh, I know that's why that that's online. why that was so beautiful. So, uh, I'm sure that they some somebody somewhere adjusted the algorithm to be extra careful with Metallica stuff because Metallica is such yeah. was such was so litigious. And, I mean, they're so it, litigious; so. they probably would have sued themselves for playing <laughs> that music. No, they would have um, sued Blizzard because. We didn't, we knew you were streaming this. We just didn't know you were streaming this to people. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Uh, Samsung has a big announcement. Uh, they're doing a, a updates for all their, for all their various um, platforms. Uh, this SDC 21, uh, I'm guessing it's the Samsung developer conference. Anyways, one of their things they were talking about on there is that they announced that they were starting a Samsung cloud gaming platform. Uh, that's right. They will allow you to use your fancy TV to play more streaming games over the internet. That's right. Gaming, streaming, it really is going to be a thing. There wasn't much more mentioned about it other than the fact that they're going to do it with their premium TV. So, With what we know about Stadia licensing out their thing, how much you want to bet this is built on Stadia? Wouldn't hurt. It would be fine. That would be great. That'd it be would easy make, for them it to would step make into. perfect sense. It would be easy for them to step into and say, yeah. But then again, this is Samsung where they, they like to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. And not necessarily in good ways. Um, so they don't, you know, the, the story does talk about Google starting to license externally to AT&T. Right. Mm -hmm. Doesn't indicate that it seems likely that that's the case. That may just be that, that we don't know enough. Yeah, but it's speculation right now. We don't know either way. Yeah, um, my suspicion is that that you're right. It's Samsung. Of course, they're doing it on their own, and they're going to make Bigs be the be the way you interact <laughs> with it. Uh, no! 
We'll mm. find some way to make Bigs be a success. No. Something we do has got to catch on. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if they're smart, they'll just do it on the now proven platform. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I doubt they're going to do that. So, yeah. Hey, more uh, more competition. That That's always good. Uh, here's a story. I'm... So Wise. Wise is the company that makes uh, cool smart home technology. Yeah. That, uh, it's fairly inexpensive, uh-huh. fairly uh, open for, to lots of Designed uh, in the U.S. Uh, yeah. Pretty cool. in the China. Pretty cool. They, you know, they started off with a Wise cam and have gone in multiple directions from there. I've mm-hmm. kept an eye, my eye on Wise, but I haven't actually done any of my um, anything with them. But this is one of those intelligent smart switches where you can go ahead and click on it in order to turn on your lights and or control your various home devices to do it depending mm-hmm. on its, its, its being on or off kind of thing. Uh, it has your, most of your own standard features. It works with the various, uh, with the mo- most popular um, uh, um, you know, talking devices. So you can talk to your assistants. It's and no, um, it also lets you talks with assistants as well. Mm-hmm. You can hook, hook them up with uh, Google's and Amazon's. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this has got one little feature which kind of stands out. It's got the ability for two, uh, at least one extra gesture with it. You can double tap on it and maybe other things as well in order to have it do a secondary thing, which is kind of cool. Like, for example, you wanted to when you double tap the, the, the light switch to lock your doors, you can make it do that. Anything and since it attaches to all the different uh, platforms, uh, you can basically program it to do anything at all. They might have other gestures as well, but that's the one it shows as uh, uh, right inside this yep. here. So that's kind of cool. And it's a three pack for like thirty nine dollars. So yeah, thir- I mean three dollars. I'm damn. That's cheap. I I think these are pre order. I'm putting in because my I've I've talked about one of my main complaints is that I have to yell at Google to turn on the light in my bedroom. <laughs> because there is a light switch it's on the wrong side of the door so i can't get to it oh. even if i could get to it it is not attached to any of the outlets in the room so it's pointless oh. <laughs> so the only way to turn on any lights in my bedroom is to either walk across a dark room or yell at google every time i enter and that's annoying i want this um, i just am thinking about like the the way because it, it implies you can automate your whole home so i'm just imagining like how many presses i would end up having to get all of my devices enabled it's like well hey how do i how do i lock the doors 14 presses <laughs> that's the problem. no 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 what's the garage all, all door to do is you set up a routine times. no not 13 yeah no basically all this is is you set up a routine that and in that routine, you set all of the different things you want it to do so that with one press, it can turn off the lights, lock the door, bring down your purge uh, protectors, those iron things over your windows, <laughs> your um, yeah. you know, whatever. Uh, and well, that that and would that, be one way, but they, they clearly allow multiple things. So you could do like three things. And I'm just like, Think, like I said, I'm thinking about how many smart things I have in my house, and it's like just one switch to control them all, just as long as you can remember how many times you have to press it to do something and press it the right number of times, not too many or too few. So are they, and you, you just mentioned something that made me think, uh, so one one switch to control them all. So mm-hmm. is there 
these being sold in a three pack, like some sort of Tolkien reference. There you go. <laughs> uh, three for Elven for the uh, three, the three for the elves. Yeah. So like, yeah, I don't know. But I, 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 that, that's as far as I, I know my, my thoughts were, um, how many times do I press it? Thrice shout thou press the button. <laughs> I wonder if you can program Actually, like a pattern, like that, 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 that. And I go, oh, that's this. Yeah. Okay. Spacing. Okay. Press it 13 times to the teach it more. Row, kind of... row, row your boat theme. That, that, if you if you're going to do that, you're better off just shouting at your that, across that, the room. That. When you get to the middle part, da, 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 It's like, geez, man, this is a hard one. Da, 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 da. It's like, geez. The it triplets are hard, man. To, to really screw with guests to your house, though. <laughs> I just want to turn on the light to get a drink in the night. Also, you, you, you tell them that's what you have to do. They That's what they learn they have to do. But there's one in the house that's not like that. And so you're pressing it. <laughs> like some flashing crazily. He's like, ah! <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, sorry. It's one of those life switches. It's, gotcha. the, it's the normal life it's switch. It's the normal switch. Gotcha. Uh, uh, all right. Here's cool. one. I do like it. Last story is Spotify is take, has... Uh, looked at their various metrics out there there's a company out there that does the metrics of the various uh who uses which platform for what more than the others and have basically spotify is happy to point out that oh by the way we are now the number one streaming platform for podcasts because according to edison 24 percent of you of those users of those respondents that they asked will use um uh use their platform versus 21 percent, which uses what used to be the number one which is apple that's right. Spotify dethrones Apple and something. I think that Clyde wrote this article. Did you write this article, Clyde? No, because I am anti-podcast on Spotify. No, listen, yep. listen. He wants his music. The, the sub the subline is all those exclusive podcasts must be working to our raging chagrin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I do like the headline. It says uh, Spotify dethrones Apple as king of podcast listenership, thanks to its annoyingly aggressive strategy, <laughs> which I point. will agree. It, it is aggressively annoying. Uh, I just want to turn it all off. I've actually always been a friend of the guys at Android Police. They're pretty good. Mm -hmm. I guess they're, they're pretty good. I, that's why I look. Why they, I like they, to they look were there for stuff. As, as you, annoyingly aggressive and raging chagrin. <laughs> Yeah, if that's not um, a title. I don't know what is. <laughs> I mean, and it, it doesn't hurt that they've done a whole bunch of uh, exclusives, like a multi-year contract with the WWE, which is putting out 32 originals, um, you know, in the third quarter alone. Uh, yeah, I, I think I, I, Apple was there. They They can claim that they were, you know, first or whatever, but kind of haven't really innovated the only thing they've done lately and i mean what can you do in the podcast space other than create a paywall which they recently did which mm -hmm. i don't think i think may may contribute to this <laughs> maybe um, to the people yeah it's possible um but I, I i can't say because i haven't used it uh, i don't know so but uh yeah we're done congratulations spotify um you're this close to losing me as a customer but at <laughs> least you uh bested apple 
Yeah. I mean, yeah, they they pulled out the checkbook to pay for the talent. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, right. that, that's what it comes down to. Yeah. And, you know, they've got the user base that's willing to, I mean, it, you can pay for the talent, but if nobody wants to use it, uh, you know, they well, won't I mean, it. but it, like you say, they got a user base. I mean, some of the users are going to be using it, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. That, yeah, no, we're, we're just them. saying that they managed to do some things right to get to where they are. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah Clyde they, is at the point where they might lose him, so mm -hmm. it might not matter for him. Nope. But you know what does matter for me? <laughs> the people that support this show. They're the only people that matter to me, really. Uh -huh. I mean, uh, you guys, obviously, but I think you guys all support the show, too, so obviously you but, but, I don't know. We won't get into that. <laughs> no, uh, to all of you that are out there that are patrons that uh, financially support this show every month, you are awesome. We appreciate it. And we literally could, wouldn't be doing this without you. Uh, we are into our fifth year. Really? Or did we start our sixth year? I can't remember. <laughs> I don't know, because movie party next month is starting our sixth year. And I started that after we started the vibe. We've completed club. we've completed five yeah. years. So we're, we're, we're yeah, we're we're, 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 six we're we're several months into our sixth year. Wow. Thanks to the supporters on Patreon. If you would like to become one of those uh supporters and get the podcast audio version on time every time uh not like two episodes uh three weeks later uh like the free version dollar a month that's it and you head on over to patreon.com slash the vod squad and uh you can become awesome just like the rest of them all right rants raves uh here we go all right uh rant should we start with jimmy do you, you want to rant about getting disconnected over and over and over? <laughs> yeah, well, you, you know, it's, it's not my internet service. If you look in Discord, yeah. I posted what I'm measuring there. But um, uh, yeah, I don't know what it is. It's just Zoom just keeps going in and out. But you know, I did an uptime on my machine here. Maybe it's the fact that I've been up. I've not rebooted this machine in 73 days. That's it? That's all? I, I only the only time I ever boot or reboot most of my computers is when there's an update and it forces me to. Yeah. Um, except this PC because I've got well, it was 73 days ago is when I updated. Last, yes, right. But um, um, I, I don't know. Maybe I need to reboot. I, I don't know. It seems to be just Zoom. Yeah, my internet services uh, seems to be okay. Right. It, but, it, uh, it may uh, be an issue with Zoom CDN. Uh, to your area yeah it could be maybe that's it's probably it apple trying to very lightly politely tell you it's time to reboot and update to the newest version of mac os they're, which they're punishing you for not soon. using uh what is it facetime whatever the apple version yeah, of zoom yeah, is may, yeah maybe so maybe that's what it is <laughs> your your anyway. computer is being haunted by the the ghost of steve jobs anyway speaking of apple right uh, and I'll go ahead and uh, sure. rant, rant or rave here um, first while my connection is holding up. Um, so yeah, 
over the weekend, so I've been watching Foundation, which mm -hmm. is an Apple TV Plus show. And I discovered a new show that they just put out there called Invasion. That one too is a science fiction show and it's pretty good, right? Um, and next month they're releasing a Tom Hanks movie that's also a, a science fiction movie. That one looks pretty good. I've, I've watched the previews to that. Um, and you have Ted Lasso. I'm really liking that one. You know, it's almost two years to the day. I think it was November 1st, two years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, when Apple TV Plus started their service. And I think I made the comment back then, yeah, you know, there's a couple of shows there I kind of like, but it's not worth five Took them two years, now they have more than five shows. Yeah, so so now I think maybe now it's to the point where it might be worth five bucks a month now. Right? <laughs> I, think they've, I think they've got enough content and, and uh, the quality content is, is good. It's just they didn't have the big, massive libraries like, you know, Disney or, or Netflix or something like that. It's, right? Yeah. The, the big question ultimately comes down to, is there enough new content every month to keep you subscribed? Because you can have a fairly decent sized library, but will the average user burn through it? Mm-hmm in like two months and then what do you do for the rest of the year um but well and it could be that right i mean no you, no you, then that was my question it was a question not yeah, a yeah and and you might could still make the argument that apple tv, uh, TV plus might be something kind of like you know showtime is for me it's just mm -hmm. you yeah. know a, a seasonal subscription right you know that that kind of thing um but, you know, you know, two years ago when it first got off the ground, I was like, yeah, you know, it's pretty good and all. But, uh, but you know, didn't have enough content there. You know, sure. fortunately, they were giving it away for free, yeah. right? Um, but in one other thing I'll say about the service too, the fidelity of the content is really good. The, if you've got a 4K HDR television, it's really... Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> it's really good. It's something else. That's what he's going to say. It was really mm -hmm. something else. It's uh, really out of this world. Yeah, it's it, it totally... left him speechless. It's so good, man. I think he's in shock. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who's next? Are we doing reverse order? Do you want to uh, go whatever. next? We'll, we'll go, Mike. All right. Um, last week on Thursday night. I went to maybe the second time since the beginning of the pandemic. I don't know. I can't, I can't remember things. Um, the movie theater and I, I watched. My condolences. Yeah. Um, no, I watched Dune ah. and it was outstanding. I loved it. Um, the reviews seem to be a little bit more mixed than me uh, or than my review. Um, but I absolutely loved it. I mean, it's got a 91 score audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, so it's not too bad. Um, I thought that they did a really good job of creating the characters and um, the visual effects were really good. The, um, the look and feel of the movie was, was awesome. I loved it. Um, I've heard other people that um the guy that played for example if if you're familiar with dune at all um the guy that played the main character um 
he uh, I think it's Paul. Sorry, right? Paul, Paul Atreides. Uh, yeah, for a minute, my brain was was getting dumb uh, or showing its dumbness. Um, but Paul Atreides, yeah. So he he was tiny, like this, like scrawny little kid. Um, I mean, relative to Jason Momoa and the other um, Josh Brolin and the other characters on scene with him. Um, but to me, he looked exactly like I had envisioned him. Um, I thought it was great. Very much enjoyed it. And very good. Looking forward to it. The one downside, it was a part one. Mm. Uh, which no. I don't remember ever seeing anywhere that it was a part one. Um, and it was like very obviously like maybe, maybe half of the book, half of the first book. So yeah. Did they at least wrap up the first story good enough or did they just like end it in like mid sentence? Um, They wrapped it up. Okay. They, okay. they stopped at a logical place, but it is just barely scratching the surface of the mm -hmm. movie. They did a good job of, developing the characters i mean if you've read the books or i've only read this book i haven't read the books plural but um if you've read dune then you realize that it's it's a little slow it, it's not maybe quite up to what what we consider modern pacing um in sci-fi and fantasy but it um i thought it was great i enjoyed it the one thing that I've heard from several people that have seen it is that they enjoyed it, but they were glad they didn't pay to see it in the theater. Oh, no. See, I thought it was great in the theater. Um, big screen. I would like to, I would like to comment on it. I have started watching it twice. Nope. <laughs> and both times I have fallen asleep by the point where, where, Paul Atreides is waking up at the beginning of the movie. So that's about 15 <laughs> minutes in when they do that whole intro with the lady on the planet. And then he wakes up like it was his dream. Yeah. That's the last thing I remember both times <laughs> I tried to watch it. So um, I'll, I'll go back and try and watch it again. And some point in the year, I'm, I lost all motivation, <laughs> yeah. but I, I will say that's basically the same thing I experienced with uh, both the Harry Potter and the Lord of the Rings movies. So, yeah. And so I've never gotten into them because I keep falling asleep. Right. Well, I mean, I, like I said, this barely gets mm -hmm. into the books, right? Like, sure. It's, this whole movie is, um, I think a lot of people might see it as slow. And maybe that's why it, gets a 91 instead of a, a 99 or 100. Um, I Like I said, I loved it and I thought it was paced and, and appropriate to the books, but uh, I think that the books are generally accepted as a little slow. Yeah, uh, and, and that's not to say that I, I, I don't enjoy the Dune stuff because I have watched the movie and I did rather enjoy this the sci-fi miniseries from the early 2000s, um, which you haven't seen it and you're looking for a dune fix yeah i haven't seen it. that one i i saw the sting one the movie yeah uh with the dude from twin peaks um but uh 
no uh yeah sci-fi had it was like a three so like a six hour i think it was a three-part miniseries so it was a total of six hours and okay it was it wasn't great people still I, said it was problematic but i rather enjoyed it um i remember it coming out and getting totally panned but at that time i hadn't read the book i read dune in 2019 so mm-hmm. i i'm fairly new to dune uh it's just been on and my to-do list i also i also typically attribute that it's very possible my enjoyment of the miniseries is due to the fact that i had never <laughs> watched or read anything about dune yeah because from there i went and watch the uh movie from the 80s <laughs> and i thought it was i was like okay this is, this is okay and you know uh i wasn't like in love with either property but i thought they were decent yeah. um I, I still have no interest in reading the book i got what i needed from that the, other stuff and i'll just stay ignorant the audible version of the book is really excellent actually so i yeah, maybe I, uh, something to occupy your time in a commute but. no oh we've talked about that i can't do audible <laughs> um because the problem is i have a vivid imagination you get distracted and i wander which <laughs> is a very bad thing when you're moving at high speeds along the freeway <laughs> Um, I, I did that with uh, the Sword of Shannara book, and there were several times where I went, oh, crap. <laughs> it's like, okay, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, don't, don't, don't listen to the audio. That, that's, that's why I like podcasts, because it's stuff that I don't have to actually pay attention to closely, and I can always go back if I need to. But books are giving you information that you need to know. Yeah, because they typically call back to that information. Otherwise, you get halfway through the book and you go, "Wait, what? I have no idea what he's talking about." And then you get to go <laughs> back. Um, so, all right, uh, Matt. Uh, so I've watched a little bit more of My Hero Academia this week, but not too much more. Just a little bit. Um, still are, good. Are you into the villain storylines? Just getting into the villains a little bit. Uh, yep, and then what's going on with Hawks and and uh yeah and uh i think we the last one i just watched was the uh uh where the kids went to visit uh uh the uh endeavors family so man work study yeah oh yeah and doing the work study and all that yeah so uh so not very much not very deep into what's left of so i still have some more to do there the other thing i did is i uh i had a hankering to play um uh metroid 3 which is super metroid for the super nes now i've played that when i was a kid and i've gotten part way through it but i never finished and at the same time i'm very excited about playing metroid dread which is the newest metroid game that's coming out soon is, is that a like a cross plat or uh what what's the word when you've got two different uh properties that come together is that Judge Dread Metroid mix? I can't think of collab. No. Oh. <laughs> no, no. Inflation. 
no, uh, Metroid Dread is the last game of the Metroid storyline uh, for the 2D Metroid games, which is basically uh, where you are a person walking back and forth, platforming and playing a, playing a game. Mm-hmm. Um, I've ne- I've played a bit of one, and you know, that game's impossible to play. I don't know how anybody did it when they one? first came out. Yeah, the original you, Metroid. You just use the glitches and you go immediately to the end. Or you happen to know the right passwords to you know get to it. Yeah, I know. Uh, but I've never played Metroid 2 because I never played it on the Game Boy. And also that sounds like a horrible way of playing it. But Super Metroid is a really good game. And um, getting back to it, I'm, get, I'm getting very well. I'm getting pretty far into it. I'm having a good time. I do want to finish it. Metroid uh, 4, um, I, I watched somebody do a, wa- uh, 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 a walkthrough on that. That was interesting. So I knew what happened there. But um, Metroid Dread looks like a lot of fun. And I'm excited to play it sometime. But um, I do want to finish playing Metroid 3 first because uh, I've seen I've seen people, I've seen the ending. I've seen other people play it all the way to the end. So I know how it ends. But still, um, looking excited to being able to do it and say it, I got done myself. So. That actually spent took a lot of my time this weekend. It was fun playing that old game. I must say, um, I'm playing on the Switch and I'm playing on my TV with a Pro Controller, and the Pro Controller buttons are a little bit too far apart for that game because you have to hit buttons with your thumb multiple at the same time. And the, the standard layout, which I like to play with the standard layout because that's how it was intended. Mm the buttons are just a little bit more spread apart than they were on the original super NES controller and just a little bit more, a little diff- more difficult to use, but I'm getting used to it and it's all right. It's having, it's having lots of fun. Yeah. Uh, I think the only Metroid game <laughs> I ever played was on the game boy okay. and I rather enjoyed it, but it just happened to be, that was the same. That was the summer that that black hole sun song hit the radio <laughs> And it was in constant rotation. So anytime I hear that song, I think of that game. I'm so Because I was always playing it when that song came on the radio. Um, it's a pretty good song. Unless it was overplayed, it could probably kill it. Oh, it was very overplayed. Okay. But it wasn't you know, also when brain, I so. think of that game, I think of that song. Because oh. it, it actually kind of, it was kind of fitting for the mm-hmm. imagery and stuff in that game, especially black and white. Um, True but more like green and dark green yeah, yeah. <laughs> light uh, green and dark green so uh <laughs> if you have hbo max and you like silly things somebody has finally made a watchable aquaman property oh uh, wasn't the movie watchable and it was well, okay. most people thought it was pretty funny I, I thought it was okay but it's not it's not like a and you could watch season. the old Aquaman cartoons, ironically, and that was pretty funny. Yeah. And then they watch- had the video game. You know, the Aquaman video game actually no. considered one of the worst video games of all time. I didn't know there was an Aquaman. Actually. Was that starring the dude from Entourage? Well, it was a video game, so I don't know who, if, if if it was voiced or not. I think, I think. But it was the version of Aquaman with the long blonde hair and with one, one arm lopped off and he had like a harpoon arm. It was bad. You're talking about the NES one? No, 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 no. I'll, I'll go find it. No, it's called uh, Aquaman, King of Atlantis. It uh, starts out on his first day of becoming king. Um, 
and it is very silly. Uh, if you like Teen Titans Go, but you prefer more lumpy animation, I guess it's the right word. I don't know how to describe it. It's a weird look. Uh, kind of reminds me of that Thundercats uh, show that came out a year last year on HBO Max, which is also kind of silly. And it's not like super nice animation. Um, but I I would I would describe it as Teen Titans Go meets Adventure Time. Um, it's fun. And you've got uh uh Jillian Jacobs from uh from uh community and a lot of other stuff. She's the voice of the redhead lady that Mara, I think is her name. I don't know. I don't know Aquaman characters other than Aquaman and they beat uh, uh, Ocean Master into my head because he keeps coming back and take trying to steal back the throne. Hmm. Um, I think that's his name, right? His Aquaman's oh. brother, the bad wow. guy who is also who is also voiced by uh, uh, D Snyder or not D Snyder. Uh, what's his name? Uh, last name Snyder, uh, Dana Snyder, who who voices like all of my favorite characters. <laughs> um, like if, if there was a Cartoon Network or Adult Swim show, uh, that was funny, Dana Snyder did most of the voices, but I recommend yeah. it. It's fun. Uh, two episodes are out, and I can't wait for the next ones. And Doom cool. Patrol continues to be amazing in season three can't wait for Harley Quinn to come back but on that note uh we can probably wrap this up and say thanks everybody for hanging out with us tonight uh or taking us with you in your uh, commute to wherever the heck you're going uh that being said if you want to do that you can download the podcast it is available anywhere you can get podcasts but if you don't want to wait and you just want to get it on a regular schedule every week, almost immediately after this is done. And much more reliably. Exactly. Uh, go to Patreon. D doesn't cost much. Um, but yeah, hey, we're here every Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Central here on YouTube. Uh, come join us live. Get to participate in the chat. Get to submit titles. And... Uh, Stick around for the post show, which gets lopped off of the audio because most of the time it's not really audio worth it. But uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, thanks, everybody. We will go to post show. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. The Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>